Welcome everyone, this is Luca and I will be the host of yet another episode of United Citizens of Europe podcast. Today we have as our guest Tara Seberg. Uh, she is a young graduate, she just graduated a joint master's degree and we're gonna get to know her a little. Today we're going to discuss with her about the job mar market after COVID. Uh, we're going to discuss a little bit how hard it is to find jobs with certain degrees. But we're also going to discuss about combining national and European identity. So I hope you enjoy. Hi. <laughs> how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm doing I all right. I, I interrupted you, right? You were introducing still something. No, that's okay. I mean, it's no big deal. I was just introducing the, um, the interview. So... Um, uh Yeah, so I mean, we haven't talked to each other in a long, long, long time. So True, it, was really good. it was really good to catch up before because <laughs> we yeah. did have a conversation before this. Um, we did. And now let's actually, let's just continue a little bit our um, conversation. So like let's, first of all, let's, let's just explain who you are. And first of all, like, how did we meet? We met in Brussels. I was there uh, with the university. And what were you doing there? Mm. I was doing an internship there. I think you guys came around November or something. So it's almost a year ago, actually, that we talked, I think. Yeah, I think, yeah, it was the end of October, beginning of November, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I was about to say it was shitty weather, but that's no clue for Brussels because that's the case like 24-7 all the year long. So, <laughs> well, uh, um, yeah, I was doing an internship there, actually, at the permanent representation of the Germany to the EU. <laughs> And um, that's where we met. I mean, you came with the Honingen squad, I was saying. And yeah. you came with yeah. me as well, right? You came with James and everyone. And so you visited Brussels and there we met because we had like a mingle thingy. Yeah, mingle yes. uh, you're mentioning a lot of people. Let's uh, maybe let's yeah, explain. <laughs> let's true. explain like what's this thing that it's uh, common yeah. between each other. Yeah, it's true. So Luca, like we know each other from uh, Euroculture, so we study the same thing, but I am uh, one year uh, above him basically, so I'm a bit further. I actually just finished my master's program and you're in your third semester, right? So you're doing yeah. the research now track I'm right doing, now? now? Yeah, I'm doing now uh, an internship. So like exactly. now we are, um, we're kind of so like you're in me. a switch position. Switch exactly. position. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> so we met last year because they came like it's normal for your culture, the people that live in Groningen. So we have like seven different stations, right? So we're all over Europe and you also started in Groningen like I did. So they have this thing included in their program that they go to Brussels. So you did yeah. and you come to visit us and normally James, which is our teacher, uh, is coordinating some visits around Brussels normally with your culture students that work somewhere at this point which makes sense. So yeah. yeah, that's how we met, right? You came, well, first we met at this informal mingle thing. So like you yeah. students <laughs> meet with the older students basically, and now alumni, which sounds so old. And um, <laughs> then you guys also came to the permanent representation. Yeah, exactly. First we had the networking event and then, uh, yeah, we came to the, the permanent representation. And how was working in, uh, in such an official, And I guess nice institution. Uh, yeah, I <laughs> I have mixed feelings about this in general. I think so. I mean, you have two things, right? So on one hand, you have 
the Brussels bubble, which is super interesting, especially to people who are somehow engaged in this field of politics or Europeanness, whatever you want to call it. And then on the other hand, you have the German institution behind that, which is engaging in this kind of environment. So you have like two things coming together. I was more interested in the European side, so in the Brussels bubble, than in the German side. And I found that to be very interesting, especially when it comes to networking and everything and about all the network events you had, uh, which is a lot. And I mean, we also go there to have dinner for free, which is to everyone who wants to go to Brussels, you should go there also for the food because you get a lot for free if you're doing it right. Hit me up, I can tell you the best caterer, <laughs> don't worry. And so, yeah, I did like that, that I got like an insight and I was also working in the council because the permanent representation is doing the whole uh, procedure of lawmaking and blah, blah, blah. I will not explain this because this is super boring, but um, that was interesting for me as well because I got to go into the institutions, but I do not see myself working in the, for the foreign ministry on this, well, environment I was working at because I didn't really like the hierarchy there and I didn't really like how it was super stiff, which is such a mm -hmm. prejudice about Germans. But in this case, it's really true. Like everything is really stiff and super hierarchical. And I think I don't, I can't, and I don't want to deal with that. So oh, I have my feelings about it. <laughs> no, yeah, but sure. I think the the main issue, I don't know, I never worked for um, for a governmental institution. Uh, but I, I think that's the problem. Like the problem is that it's a governmental institution. It's that's why it's so stiff. I think it will be the same like in Italy or anywhere anywhere else. Uh, maybe yeah. I mean uh, there are some cultural differences as well uh, to take into account. But the hierarchy and you know all these kind of things are very present in um, yeah in governmental institutions. Like right now I'm doing I'm working for an NGO and. It's really good. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, you don't really feel that much the hierarchy, so it's more free. Um, yeah. But then, I mean, yeah, there are, there are different things. And I don't know, I think, but yeah. I, I don't know, again, like you were in Brussels, so that was, that was. No, that was really great. Yeah, for sure. That's what I meant. Like when I say I have like mixed feelings about it, it's not because the experience itself sucked, but it was more like, like I got, at least I got the chance to get into the whole Brussels game, right? Which is definitely yeah. something really special, I gotta say. And I think quite demanding on one side as well, because it's not that easy to get around there. First, because you're like, you know, maybe at home, each of us would be like, yeah, okay, you're interested in politics and European politics. This is not super duper common, right? Not like people mm -hmm. doing, yeah. I don't know, economy. Not, this is, not, not to say this is bad, but I mean, when you're in Brussels, you're like one of a million, you know, like, and if you speak three languages or four languages, well, yeah, congrats, you're on average, right? So this yeah, is like, something you really have to get used to be like, I thought I'm special, you know, and then you get there like, yeah, sorry, honey, you're not, which is okay. But um, yeah, it's quite demanding also to do the networking. So people saying, yeah, I'll just do some, uh, some networking is, uh, it's easier said than done, I'd say. So that's something you got to learn as well. But yeah. Yeah, I would recommend it. So I really did like it for the experience. Still, I think I learned that I will not be in an institution soon. <laughs> and Maybe we'll talk in like seven years and then we'll see, but for now, <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> um, yeah. Can I ask you now, like you said you went to different networking events. Uh, you love the, um, the Brussels bubble. 
Um, now you graduated. So was it useful? Did you um, did you manage to um, to get a job thanks to the uh, networking that you did in in Brussels, or was it useful in other ways? Yeah, I think it was useful. Like. I, I did find something right now, so I, um, I'm going to start it. I mean, first of all, to everyone who's looking for a job right now as well, uh, don't feel, I mean, it's really hard right now, but it's not because of you, it's not your fault, because like I, I really had huge problems for finding a job and I got quite, yeah, like desperate and quite, I don't know, somehow depressed in a way because you think like, I've done so much for this to work somehow. You did like internships before and then they keep telling you, well, you know, you're not qualified or we're looking for someone with more experience and you're just like, yeah, but I did like several internships. It's got to count something, right? And they're like, yeah, but you know, it wasn't one employee for a longer time than six months. So we can't really count it and can't really take it into consideration, right? And you're like, but how am I supposed to work full time while graduating, while, you know, engaging somehow voluntarily and, you know, somehow win a Nobel Prize? I don't know what you want me to do. So it's like, and then they tell you, yeah, maybe you'll find someone else who's willing to, you know, bring you through this whole process. And I'm like, yeah, but what about you? Why, why wouldn't you want to do that? So that was a whole problem and i just want to tell everyone who's in that situation don't give up it's really exhausting it's annoying as fuck i can say that right yeah okay. Okay. <laughs> it was really <laughs> shitty <laughs> so but i did find something right now at the european house which is actually the representation of the european commission and uh, of the european parliament in berlin and they have something like the parliamentarium. I don't know if you went there in Brussels, which is like this museum kind of thing, interactive stuff in Brussels about the EU, how it works, the institutions, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and no, we just went to the, um, like, it, no. It's did next we? to the parliament, basically. And it's like I an think, interactive. No, yeah, I think, I think we did. I think we did go. I think we did yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, I think we did go. Yeah. Crazy, I guess you went there. So. Yeah, I guess, I guess we did. <laughs> I guess you now you're telling me that it's free that then we definitely went there we definitely did that and um, so I'm working I'm gonna work there from October in Berlin because they have something similar but smaller in Berlin doing that and there's also like a whole agency behind that doing uh, some sort of EU communication so I might be working in this agency as well so we see how it goes so I'm happy I found that at least as some sort of beginning and getting into the whole thing but well, coming back to how the networking helped I think it didn't really help in that situation, particularly for me to find a job, but it did help me to find out what I want and what I don't want. So I always think like even the, um, like even the negative experience I had or even like ne negative encounters I had during networking would help me to find what I want and what I don't want and what I'm looking for. So I was like, yeah, I was, I was quite sure that I will not go for a compromise, like not compromising myself in any way because like I had the feeling this is not going to lead me anywhere and this is something you get like you gain through networking when you get constant positive feedback about several things and uh yeah about how you behave or what you do and so on and so forth that it's really helpful if people can also help you out with that you know if I were you do it another way um I think it's just useful overall and of yeah. course, networks are always good for jobs, but also thanks to Corona right now, it's not the easiest time to find something. So even if you have a network that might want to help you, it's yeah. more like, well, I would if I could, but there is no way I can, you know, just uh, put yeah, I mean, money. Then, yeah, like, basically COVID, uh, this is kind of like what we were saying before um, yeah. in our private conversation, like mm -hmm. um, with coronavirus, like really um, everything got way harder. 
um, like it's already like stressful when you have to look for a job like after a master's degree because you know that you know your um, your academic well for most of us at least uh, our academic life has come to an end and we need to look for jobs and this time you know it's not uh, or at least it shouldn't be just like an internship but you really want like uh, like an entry level yeah. at least yeah. um, and that becomes complicated because you really need to uh, prepare your CV like perfectly you need to have like you know a, a portfolio depending on what you're gonna apply for and um, and then now we just we barely survived um, uh, yeah. like an economic crisis and now we have a pandemic which is still going on um, so yeah. and I don't know like to be honest like also um, what I told you before even when I was looking for an internship yeah. It was really frustrating seeing like how many um, places um, stopped getting interns because they were like, obviously I also understand because obviously like the interns that had to go there uh, in March um, couldn't anymore. Um, so like their internship was postponed. So it means that in like the next batch of interns are not needed. Um, and oddly enough, I was, I was supposed to be the next batch. <laughs> so, yeah. um, yeah. so that was, and, and this is obviously like a domino effect because then now there's going to be another problem in uh, February, March, and then, you know, again, next year in September. So yeah. basically yeah. now there's, there's, um, there's a huge problem in the, in the job market, which was, again, it was already hard before. It's already hard in general, um, just to be able, just to know how to sell yourself sometimes. Um, yes, definitely our field, right? Because like being, exactly. I don't know, somehow engaged in politics, it's not like a trademark you get, right? Like, it's not like yeah. I'm learning how to be an engineer or how to be a doctor or something. It's just like, yeah, well, I sort of learned politics kind of something somehow, you know, and then kind of EU related, but then also a bit further. And then it's like, what, what is your unique selling point, right? It's like, yeah, well, that's a good question. And I mean, that's exactly what you say about like selling yourself on a way and selling it in a way that people like you can convey the message like, okay, see, so I know I, I, that might be my, my big flaw that I don't have one specific area I'm an expert in. Okay. But you know, you got to give me that, like I have a broad overview over stuff. So I think yeah. what I, that's also what I meant when I was talking about the networking thing was that when I talked to people, they were like, Oh yeah, you, you got to like a broad knowledge. Right. And I was like, yeah, but you know, I'm struggling with that because I don't know how to sell it. Right. So people understand. Okay. So, so my big advantage, it's not that I know, I don't know, perfectly fine how the economics, system work whatever but that i know like how the different things are working together and what the connections are and so on and so forth and then he was like but that's exactly what you're gonna sell right yeah and then i was like yeah maybe you're right and i haven't i don't know it seems so obvious obvious the moment he said it but i was like before that was i'd never thought of that like trying to sell exactly that so that was really interesting to me to, to do that somehow and i tried to do that also in my application and you also want to sound somehow special right you want to stand out so this is a whole other thing that you want to stand out. And I realized that because at one point, like I realized that my application was not like in a normal way. It was quite informal in a way. So I was thinking, so either this works or this is going to go down the drain, like right away, which happened yeah. quite a lot. But I was also deciding like, I'm not going to change it because either you can deal with that and then we'll get along. Or if you already think that's too much, I won't be, you know, I think we won't work together or we wouldn't, you know, be together. Like, good anyway so i'd rather not work for you in the first place 
So I think this is something you really have to find out for yourself, right? That you get self-confident enough to say, okay, I'll do that and I'll stick to that. And either they want it or they don't, but that's not my problem. And sticking to this attitude during Corona was maybe also not my smartest move in the first place, but I also thought, well, I mean, if I'm going to start in right now, it's not that I would need a job as in I have a family to provide for or something, but like, right, it's for myself. Then I was like, okay, I might as well wait another month until I find someone who says, hey, I really like your application. I think that would work out well. Oh, that's so, that's yeah. another issue. Like, uh, also, like, getting people um, to respond to your applications. Oh, <laughs> they never that's do. That's a whole other problem. Like, you know, even yeah. getting, um, yeah. receiving the response and being like, oh, I'm sorry, but we have to decline because of this or that. Um, yeah. Sometimes you don't even get the, the chance to receive um, the response. And that's terrible um, it is. That, that's, that's really sad and this sucks because i think like that really makes me angry because i've been talking about this so much in the last time but it's i mean okay i understand we they maybe not ha- they don't have them like so much time right now to get into details about each application but if there's someone applying for like and it's obvious someone who just graduated and tries to get a like an entry to the job market take your fucking time to at least give a little feedback i mean this was also something someone like I shared on LinkedIn because there was like a girl writing like, I'm so sick of getting the reply of, oh yeah, we found a better candidate or I'm sorry to inform you that we found uh, someone who has more experience in this or that field. And you know, every time I get that, I'm like, okay, thanks for letting me know, but could you give me some more feedback if possible so I can yeah. change for the next applications? And you would never ever get any fucking response. And I'm like, what the fuck? This is also your responsibility to help us find a way into that kind of environment and into this world. So I think people really take it too easy on this, like, yeah, but she's going to find something else, you know? And I'm like, no, 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 you got to give me some feedback. Tell me what I'm supposed to do better. Or just, just let me know you're too young. I don't know. You're too small, whatever. Okay. Do that. I don't care, but give me some feedback instead of saying we found someone better, but why was that person better than me? Like, is there a certain reason or... And I think people should really, really like take this into consideration that it's also their responsibility to give proper feedback to people. And it's really you know I mean? yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, we're gonna, like, we're gonna oh. change the subject a little bit. Um, also, because like, <laughs> like technically, our um, like our conversation today um, was about like combining European and uh, national identity. Yeah. But to be honest, like. Having this conversation about um, the job market is necessary. So, like, I'm happy that we uh, we did talk about it. Um, okay, so now let's let's go back to track. <laughs> let's try to um, to discuss a little bit about um, yeah, combining uh, European identity and national identity. We already uh, said that you um, you lived and worked in Brussels. You worked for um, uh, like German embassy, but it was the permanent represent, uh, representative yeah. um, of Germany uh, for the uh, European Union. Um, so you you already had your your job was already like a combination of the two, and now you're gonna do um, you're gonna work for the European House, uh, but in Berlin. <laughs> so again, like every yeah, time it's true, always like true. Germany and the European Union like put together somehow. I didn't um, see it though. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> true. Um, and now uh, I want to know, like, how does the European Union and Germany um, combine in you? Like, how does it work for you? Yeah, well, I mean, I could give the typical Erasmus student answer saying, like, 
Yeah, you know, I feel more European than German, right? So <laughs> um, I think it, for me, I have, maybe I have an easier take on this than other people from other countries in Europe, maybe like, yeah, like more EU or like Euro critical states. I think there it's like a bit harder to combine both those identities, where as I think in Germany, I'm quite lucky because it's overall quite pro-European. So, and we do play a big role in the EU. So for me, this has been present from an early stage on because like we're the biggest member state, you know, like we mingle a lot into the politics. I'm not going to get into further, but we know this is like how it works. So I think for most Germans, the EU has always been present. It's not something we're not used to. Whereas I think in other states that, that are more like critical towards it, it's like less common to think or speak about it in that way. Even in Italy, I think it's sometimes yeah. it's really hard if you talk to people our age and you say like, yeah, but you know about the EU and it's really like beneficial and blah, blah. And I think a lot of people our age would even say, no, why? I mean, I only get all the bad news about it and about the economic crisis and like we had to pay and blah, but Germany didn't pay for me. So, you know. So I think there, like, this is the first thing that I was always like growing up with this positive attitude towards it. And then, um, yeah, I mean, then I developed my own European attitude during all the things I did during Erasmus, obviously, which is the starting point. I really have to say it's a huge, uh, it's a huge uh, prejudice, but it is true. Like, I think everyone who went to Erasmus came back more pro-European than ever before. And so I think that was quite easy for me to combine these two. Obviously, still, we have uh, huge struggles with uh, also EU criticism here in Germany, like to say the least. I mean, you've heard probably in the news about the last things that happened also in Berlin during the, those were not EU related directly, but about the Corona stuff. So we definitely do have also our issues with these kind of forces in our country and also the rising populism and stuff like that, for sure. But I think overall, it's for me an easier take on it. So it's easier for me maybe to combine, combine it than other ones that are more struggling. Yeah, and again, like uh, putting together Germany and, um, and the EU, um, actually your, your thesis is also like um, a mix, again, of uh, yeah. Germany and the European Union. Um, mm. I'm not gonna say why Germany, like do you wanna, like let's, let's discuss a little bit about your, your thesis. Okay, so you want me to say what I was writing about or? Yeah, basically, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was writing about a vote, the European party, which was founded right after Brexit and as actually as a movement and as a direct reaction to Brexit. So I was writing about whether or not we are entering a new phase of European politics and whether vault in Germany might be uh, a sign for that. But it is actually, it's not because of Germany itself, the country that I was choosing vault Germany, but because the MEP was from Germany. So we got the most votes in Germany so that we had at least one seat, which is our only seat so far. But well, we're proud of that. So um, yeah, Damian Brusselagerit, who's our MEP. So that's why I was choosing Germany. But I, I mean, if the MEP would have been from the Netherlands, I would have probably written about the Netherlands. <laughs> so, but again, it's true. It's again, Germany. Um, yeah, and I was writing about how, how this might be a, yeah, basically a sign for the fact that we changed something or something changed in the minds of the people that they feel like we have to do something different because I mean, Vault only exists for roughly two years at yeah. the time of elections. So that was quite a huge step, although it doesn't seem like a lot to have a seat in the European elections and to win one. That was like a huge thing, like not even us, we were not really counting on winning. So 
we were really surprised ourselves. So like I was engaged in the campaigning in um, at back at that time in Groningen in my first semester. So I was like doing the events of Volt there and trying to campaign campaign at the same time and combine these things. Um, yeah, so I wrote my master thesis about because back then I was already thinking, okay, it's weird that like Vault was growing so fast. So when we started, we were like 10 people at the end. I think we were like almost 100. So like that was a huge, yeah, like a huge gap from the beginning to the end, basically. I mean, it's still ongoing and it's still growing. And uh, so I was thinking that might be a sign for a, for a change. Yeah. And uh, you also interviewed, like you also said, you also interviewed uh, Damien. Um, yeah. And and you are, are you part of Vault? Like, are you? Um, if I'm a member, you, yeah, 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 you're a member of Vault. Yeah, yeah, I'm a member. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, uh, I I don't know. Like, I'm like, uh, why don't you why don't you try? Because uh, I also saw that Damien uh, posted. Um, uh, this is gonna be like now a personal suggestion. Like um, I saw that uh, Damien posted something about that they needed someone like an intern or someone to work in communications. Yeah. yeah. Did, did you apply? Like, did you? But that was the that was some time ago already, right? Or was that like a new one? So, no, but yeah, it was some months ago. It, it was not now. It was. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was thinking about applying there actually because he needed someone for the office in Brussels, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but back then, back then, I was still thinking I might get a like a proper job, and I was thinking, okay, I didn't want to get into that. So I did eight internships so far. So I was trying to put an end to this eight thing and to this like internships, living lifestyle, whatever you want to call that. So I was trying like back then, I was still clinging on to the thought like I'll find a real job and it's gonna be fun, you know, and I like it. Well. Looking at it now, I should have probably just applied for that internship. Yeah, <laughs> true. And I mean, I've been also talking to to them, like, and to Vault, uh, like, if they need people, like, they always need people, and they would love to hire yeah. people to work for them, which I would love to do, but there's no money, right? So if you need seats, yeah. you need to be seen in order to get money, and that's, like, a huge problem. But we're getting there. I'm pretty sure I'm really positive this is going to be, like, the next... Uh, our election, like in Germany, our Germans like like German election for the German parliament. I hope we'll make it in there, so then we have more money, so we can actually pay people. But yeah, I should have applied for that internship. Like now that you say it, I haven't thought about it again. But yeah. No, yeah, because yeah. like you're a part, you're a member of Volt, so you share the ideals. Yeah. Um, you already yeah. uh, worked kind of like yeah, you already like worked for Volt because you worked uh, for as a volunteer, but still, um, you worked for Volt uh, Groningen um and i don't know i mean i was like I, and you also have like a lot of working experience so i was like well why, why didn't she apply you also interviewed him yeah. so i was like that i don't know that seemed yeah. really odd it was like why didn't she apply why why wasn't she yeah. uh also accepted to the job that, yeah, that's, that's one and like true. another question but yeah. um but yeah i mean again um you still managed to find um an internship uh which again um, combines, as we said before, combines your uh, German part and your European part because you're going to be working yeah. for um, for the European house in Berlin. Um, and you also get to be like in a very multicultural capital, um, which I yeah. envy you a lot because I really miss Berlin. 
Um, You're welcome anytime at my place if you want to come. I'm happy to host you. <laughs> as soon as it's possible, because right now I'm kind of stuck in Bulgaria. Um, I, I see that. Because <laughs> the cases are, uh, of COVID are going crazy. So um, I like anywhere I want to go, basically I have to do like, um, like two weeks isolation or 10 days. Um, so I cannot really move. Uh, but yeah, as soon that. as it's going to be possible. Um, yeah. Definitely, I would definitely love to um, to come visit you. Um, okay, so if we have any question from the uh, from the viewers, it will be nice to receive them now. We're gonna um, keep having like so, like a conversation, and if we receive some questions, we're gonna try to answer them. Otherwise, we're hitting the thirty minutes um, mark, and uh, we don't really want to. Um, go too much um, over the 30 minutes <laughs> because <laughs> the, the only problem is like editing the pot for the podcast later <laughs> and uh, since we're all doing uh, an internship already um, this is kind of like an extra task and um, we're kind of lazy <laughs> but I really like your like your project though I really gotta say like it's good work you're doing I know it's really yeah, I mean, exhausting I, this, is, this is one of the things that started as, and this is another question I want to ask you, like this started for us like a, as a project for, um, for our program. Um, did you, <laughs> what did you do for, for uh, your competence too? Yeah. <laughs> what project did you do? Like what? Yeah, I did it. Okay. So yeah, we did a podcast for your competence and was actually quite funny because I was doing with obviously two students from Europe. I think I I it's think I think that yeah, yeah that, that was like a, yeah. a cup of coffee something like that like in uh, what was it? it? It was called Comfort Kava like because we did it in Poland yeah okay yeah and yeah we were talking about sexuality and like it's me and a friend of mine from Bulgaria and another friend of mine from uh, Singapore so we all have quite like kind of different takes on sex and sexuality and sex education and. Uh, yeah, we thought it might be fun to, for other people to listen to it. And funny enough, a lot of uh, guys approached me after that and were like, yeah, I think uh, this is interesting. You should keep going. Not really the girls, which I found really odd, but I mean, I was happy for any feedback. So yeah, that's what we did, actually. Yeah, actually, like, to be honest, um, that was also posted on the um, on the program uh, official page on Facebook. And really? since I was applying, yeah, because I applied to the program and I was like, uh, and I went to the Facebook page and I saw that they posted this. So I was like, oh, that's really nice. And then I actually, that, that means that I know you from before. Like I, I heard your voice like, somehow. Oh, wow. That's uh, so nice. And I, and I also really liked, I also really liked the podcast. And, um, oh, and I don't know, like, why didn't you continue? Was it because like the, you already got the ECTs, you were like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we were planning on continuing that because like we got a lot of positive feedback, which we were, we were thinking like, you know, three people are listening to this, like, you know, our parents, our grandma, that's it, something like that. But uh, I don't know why we didn't manage to do that. I think in Brussels, like Ellie, which is my friend from Bulgaria, like we were both in Brussels and then we were trying, like we were thinking about doing it from there. But somehow we were too dumb to make it work. And too lazy but maybe we'll pick it up again i would be happy i mean i did realize after we recorded it and that we sent it off that we were talking about really private things right about sex and sexuality and what we used to and then i was realizing ah great so this is what my teachers will hear from me like and then like probably before our summer school where we all meet i was like this is gonna be fun and i didn't really thought that through 
but I still stand by it, so it's good. But maybe we'll continue, yeah. Oh, please, please um, <laughs> let me know, because I'm also gonna, we're gonna promote you also like in here in you. United Citizens, because uh, that was a really good podcast. So I really want, uh, I really want you to continue, because it was really interesting. You can see that it was also like very, um, very private, because uh, it was really a conversation. And that's one of the good things about uh, podcasts. Podcasts that are not live streams, because <laughs> you yeah. uh, you really don't really, um, you don't realize that you're being watched. So um, that really puts you more at ease. True. And yeah, I, I, I really want you to continue. Please let Thank me know you. and let us know if you continue um, this, this podcast. Um, Okay, uh, this is already like I think the third or fourth Kara for president. Oh, yeah. um, so I think your friends really love you, and that's yeah, really nice. And I really understand why, uh, because you are very lovely. Um, and to be honest, like when I when we met in uh, in Brussels, um, again I was panicking also for internships, uh, if you remember. And also yeah. for the program, and it was everything plan. very new to me. And you were really nice to me. I, and really, I want to thank you uh, because Thanks. you've been you've been super nice to me. And uh, you really kind of um, got me at ease. And thinking of our conversation that night uh, really helped me, like the, um, for the rest of the semester, to be honest. Um, oh, so really that nice. was thank you so much. I mean, I no, would not have you. if I wouldn't felt like feel like that I want to help you out with stuff. So I mean, obviously you had the same effect on me somehow. So otherwise, I would not have given you advice for anything. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm really happy if that helps other people because I think, especially in Euroculture, it's like a really closed thing because we're not that many. So yeah. I mean, if we can put each other at ease, we should do that whenever possible. Exactly. Well, thank you so I mean, much. really, really nice, really lovely. Thank you. And I mean, same goes for you. No, again, I, I, I really wanted you to be here because, again, um, because you're a very interesting person. Uh, because I really loved um, talking to you. And to be honest, it was also like an excuse for, to me, uh, for me to talk to you. Cause like, I, cause, you know, like it was really, that night was really nice. Cause we were both, you know, drinking. So it was kind of easier to talk. Uh, but then at the same time, like, you know, we're not friends. So I didn't know if I could text you or not. So this is what, this was a good occasion to talk to you again. You can uh, to, to get in touch. You can oh, anytime, definitely... don't feel, don't feel like you shouldn't do like, don't hesitate to contact me or whatever you want to do. I am definitely going to do that. I am definitely going to do that um, from now on. Like, I'm not going to, um, I'm not going to shy away anymore. Um, so thank you very much for the, uh, for being here. Thank you everyone for listening. I hope you enjoyed our episode. Um, make sure you follow us, you rate us five stars on Apple Podcast, and make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and our Twitter. You can find us as United Citizens of Europe. See you next week.